Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to the Fear, a podcast about the overlap between comedy and horror. My name's Sarah Morgan. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, my guest this week, this week, it's not a week, it's an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Already an edit point. There we go. <laughs> my guest this episode is Michael Lee Richardson, who is a, a writer and broadcaster, uh, probably best known for writing the BAFTA winning, yes. uh, My Loneliness is Killing Me. Um, and um, I'm very happy to have you, Michael. Hello. I'm very happy to be here. Hello. This is... <laughs> Uh, um, no, it's lovely to meet you in person. Lovely to meet we you. had a um, we had a drink in the pub earlier. I had two drinks, which yeah. is probably why I'm a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> For the listener at home, yeah. the hand gesture that was <laughs> jazz hands, jazzy. I think. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and then you followed me to a second location. Yes, which is something you're not meant to do. But I am not a hippie, so yeah. <laughs> I'd love to be. And, and then you I'm, sat and watched. Uh, a film I with did. your headphones. I know, that was really... Okay, so the, we well, we, we can just get straight... In, with the, yeah, the film that we're going to talk about for your uh, favourite uh, scary moment from film or TV, I hadn't watched in years, so I did... <laughs> was that rude? <laughs> I have no social... No, I quite liked it. There's no... There's. I don't think... It was weird. I now realise in hindsight it was weird, but it's because I wanted to get to the pub early and finish watching the film because I hadn't seen it since I was a kid and I wanted to remember it properly and have insightful, hilarious, spontaneous thoughts about it. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so I was at the pub early, you were at the pub early, and so I sat with you and watched the rest of the film. I like it, it I, was, like yeah. it, I like it. I think more of that should happen, to be honest with you. Sort well. of like parallel play. <laughs> like just sit near people you like and watch films. Yeah. Sure. In yeah. a pub. Like, yeah, I want to hang out with people, but I don't necessarily want to talk to oh, them yeah. or have a conversation. Let's find a shared interest, hence pub quizzes. Yeah. That's why I love pub quizzes so much. <laughs> Um, so before yeah, before we get on to your three things, because mm-hmm. on this show, uh, as you know, I always on this show, I, I uh, invite my guests to bring in three things, a fear from their childhood, their favourite scary moment from film or TV and a fear or phobia they live with now. But before we get on to those, I uh, wanted to talk to you about your short film, My Loneliness is Killing Me, mm-hmm. because I loved it. Oh, thank you. And I love lots of things about it but I also thought the title was the best title I've ever heard of anything yes. how how much of the, how many days off did you take when you thought of that because <laughs> it's such a good title for what the film's about I had the title from the start uh-huh. and the only time I ever had sort of a hissy fit during the whole development yeah. and making of the film was um one day the director was like, do you think we should change the title? And I was like, absolutely not. I will die on I'll this hill. I'll walk away. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's so good. Yeah, to, yeah, to, um, sort of uh, tell the audience what it's about if they haven't seen it. It's on iPlayer forever, isn't it? That's the lovely uh, thing about well, it. Well, it keeps coming and going off oh, really? iPlayer, which oh. is a, an interesting uh, oh. phenomenon. Yeah. Because I keep sending it to people and they're like, I can't watch it. Oh, right. Um, oh, I think when I clicked it, it said the link was up for like another year or so. Yeah, it's supposed nice. to be there for a year, so yeah. I'm sure it'll be back again sure. at some point. So, um, she's resting. At she's, she's resting. <laughs> <laughs> 
So the film is about, it comes from the idea of gay men and loneliness. There's mm. lots of conversations about gay men, particularly, and loneliness a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought two things while that was happening. I thought that it was a shame nobody had used the title, yeah. My Loneliness is Killing Me, to uh, headline all of this research and all these articles. <laughs> um and I felt like there was lots of things missing from the conversation about loneliness mm-hmm. and gay men. And um, like people were saying that gay men are lonely, but not necessarily saying why mm. or for what reason. Um, so I wanted to write about that and some of those experiences. I think kind of one of the things that went into the film, like I talked about before, but um, uh, the sort of starting point for it was... Um, one of my friends told me this story and we were like pissing ourselves laughing about it um, where he'd uh, met somebody off Grinder for this hookup um, and the guy had come up the stairs and come to the door um, and then just said no and closed the door and walked away. Um, which we thought was hilarious at the yeah. time but then like when I ruminated on that I was like, that's really fucked up. That's like proper bad and I think mm. there's some really like stuff like that that's happening in cult- in like gay culture mm. um that we're not necessarily talking about um yeah. so I wanted to make something that was because, yeah because the the, the 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 sort of overriding emotion of the piece is the sort of risks that you take and the things that we that we all do uh to count it, it, because we're so scared of loneliness mm-hmm. like the, the the brave things that you do when you're terrified of being alone and it's it's really moving um I loved it uh, that wasn't a question. That was a statement. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and did you have fun writing it? <laughs> um, no, I hated oh, writing it. It was horrible. You? It was really personal and really like. I had this moment where um, some of my friends were extras in it, mm. um, and I think most people know me for like writing funny stuff and doing funny stuff, mm-hmm. uh, not just like around the house, sure. but like, um, <laughs> like performance stuff that's funny. Yeah. Um, and. I'd written this thing that was really personal and some of my friends were extras in it. And we had like a screening at my house. Mm. Um, My friends who are part of my like bad movie coven um, were extras in the film and they came over for this like, and we watched it and afterwards I felt really like exposed and like uh, and like one of my friends made a joke like halfway through like why are we still watching this because like they were in the first scene Uh, and I got really like I hate this Um, but then I think you know lots of interesting discussion off the back of it but it felt really really exposing yeah really I mean it's like, a very um, yeah it's a very personal uh, personal observation I, that's, that's about the sort of uh, unspoken homophobia within the gay male community mm-hmm. where it's you know not to spoil too much what it's about but it's about a very femme is that the correct you know yeah like femme phobia very femme um, uh, a gay man and a, a very butch I mean what's the terminology for mask. that again mask, mask for mask, mask. <laughs> that's it very mask for mask uh, gentleman and the, the yeah god there's there's some bits in it that are really the the uh, emotional uh, struggle between those two factions becomes almost like a phys- physically represented at yeah. one point, and it's kind of weirdly sexy and horrible at the same time, and something that I've not seen before. And mm. yeah, very cool, uh, very interesting. Thank you. Again, Thank not you. a question. Yeah. I'm really good at this. <laughs> we, yeah. Well, I'm just sitting here nodding. Like, yes, it is Which very is good. Great audio. You're absolutely. Right. <laughs> 
Ahoy hoy spooky babies, Sarah here with a special message to our friends in the north. On the 25th of October, we're doing a The Fear the Live Halloween Spooktacular at the York Theatre Royal. My special guests will be Do the Right Things Danielle Ward and Inside the Comedian's David Reed. Two of my favourite podcasts, two of my favourite people. We'll be talking about scary stuff in the beautiful theatre in Europe's most haunted city, apparently. Mmm... That's the Fear the Live, 25th of October in York. For tickets and more info, go to yorktheatreroyal.co.uk or at the Fear Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Book now, home on forever. You did the. Um, you also edited that the the uh, we were always here the queer I anthology did, did. which I have read half of. Tell me how that happened. Um, I was talking with so I edited it with a guy called Ryan Vance who's another uh, queer writer and we had talked a lot um, whenever we meet about just how difficult it is to do anything queer ever mm. um, if you're a writer. <laughs> right. Uh, we've had, Ryan and I had had lots of conversations like that. Mm. Um, so we wanted to do something that was a, a book um, that was about celebrating queerness, mm. I guess, and then like allowing queer writers, like if you could do something, like send us, we basically mm. put out a call and said, send us your like weird things that nobody else wants. Mm. Um and nobody else wants them because they're too queer or they're too this or they're too that. Mm. Uh, and and then that's what the book is, like a bunch of... Yeah, it's people's. really interesting, um, different short stories, or, which are sort of very genre-heavy, some of them. Yes. So there are some like proper horror, horror ones. Yes. I, I can't say the spoiler in the one that I, that I read this morning. <laughs> that, that's such a good spoiler. Uh, like a horrible, horrible spoiler, yeah. but also just like a, oh, God. Um, you know, the one I'm talking about. Yes. Um, yeah, and then there's like a time travel one. And there's, there's, yeah, it's a... So my favourite story is a story, it's the first story in the anthology. It's by a writer called Heather Valentine. Uh, the story's called Projector. Um, and the story could have been called We Were Always Here, mm. I think. Um, it's about a woman who is a filmmaker and she's putting together this um, celebratory film of archive clips um, for LGBT History Month. Um, and she hates it. And she kind of, I think kind of falls asleep at one point and then uh, all of the little gaps in the film become um, the sort of ghosts of queer representation mm. that could have been. Because all the clips that she can find of like, you know, 100 years of cinema, all the queer clips are really depressing and sad mm. and, and or, you know, from horror films or from, yes. or from comedy, you know, people being played, um, trans characters being played for comedy and that mm. kind of stuff and she can't find any moments where there's genuine emotion yes. uh, and representation um and yeah and it's it's a beautiful thing that happens in that story yeah yeah and i just think like but also like at the time uh i used to run lgbt history month for scotland um and i was just like this is me like yeah um there's a bit in the story that i keep using in mm -hmm. things like when i'm talking about representation um so i've got this real struggle with the idea of representation mm. um and in the story she says like representation is not enough she wants to feel the ground break beneath her feet mm. and like that's what i want now like it's not enough just to have like a gay character or a trans character mm. in something it's got to be from somewhere and it's got to be about something and yeah
Shall we talk about your choices? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm so happy that this. When I was, we were we were discussing um, what your favourite scary moment from film or TV was, and you said this film, and then you said, "Oh, you've probably done that on the show before." And I was like, mm. "We haven't," and I'm so happy <laughs> that we I'm get to do that. Quite surprised by that. Me like, too. I think... I think maybe it's come up in conversation, yeah. but only very fleetingly. And um, tell me what your uh, favourite scary moment is from film or TV so my favourite well my movie that I'm talking about yeah. is Return to Oz uh, and my moment <laughs> is I think one of literally the best moments in cinema um, is when the wheelers turn uh, up I love it insert spooky clip here <laughs> oh cowardly lion what's happened to you Come here, chicken! Ah, a wheeler! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Return to Oz is a banger of a horrifying film. Yes. Um, so tell me exactly where you were when you saw it. Well, I was a child when I saw it, so I'm yes. probably at home in my house. Yes, I um, know from your email address <laughs> that you were born the, around the same time this film came oh, out. Oh, that's true, yes. Yes. Um, Can I say that? Should we cut that? Yeah, I don't mind, okay. I don't mind. Uh, yeah, you, you, were not, you were not, when this film came out, you did not see it in cinema, so you were born when this film came out, so yes. you watched it at home, VHS. Yes. It was, I remember, like, and my mum talks about this sometimes, like, there was a couple of films that I would get from the video shop, like mm-hmm. some blockbuster or whatever, mm. um, and I would only I would always go back to the same films. Mm-hmm. And Return to Oz was one of the ones. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, I probably spent as much taking it out from the video shop as I could have bought it on. Would well, you remember the, you, if you accidentally kept, like lost this video and it would, or you could buy it in the shop and it would be like sixty quid? Yeah, <laughs> <that's true. laughs> like, X rental copy, sixty yeah. quid, sure. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, this would have been one of mine as well, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Uh, so you would just rent out and rent out. So you were te- it was terrifying, but you kept returning. Yeah, yeah. I don't... And I always question why, because I, I think mm. I, I kind of said this to you earlier mm. in the pub. Um, <laughs> I think fun. you could be a, a, a Wizard of Oz queer or a Return to Oz queer. Um, <laughs> yes, that, that I love this theory. Tell, think, tell me more about your theory. Well, it's just... It, because Return to Oz is just broken. It's so like, <laughs> I mean, it starts with her going for psychotherapy yeah. and like she's like this sort of Freudian doctor mm. um, that that gives her electroshock therapy yeah, at it's one awful. point. Like it's, it's, it, it's a dark film. Well, Wizard of Oz, I think, is dark in because of all we know about it. It's, it's yes. what the audience brings to it. So it's like the, the queer gaze comes from knowing that she's about 37 mm. and uh, an alcoholic and there's munchkins hanging themselves in the background <laughs> and all the weird <laughs> urban myths that are around yes. the Wizard of Oz. So it's not actually a weird, creepy film. It's mm. just that there's the weight of uh, what we know now on yes. it. Whereas Return to Oz, that is all on the screen. It's just full goth from, from so, moment one. <laughs> it's hella goth. It's, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it starts off with, well, it starts off with her uh, Auntie M is, is um, Piper Laurie, who's Carrie White's mum. Yes. Amazing. Weird casting. <laughs> Yeah, so immediately we know, well, we're not in Kansas anymore, we need to be in fucking Kansas, but we're in canvas with, <laughs> they're all going to laugh at you, woman. Uh, 
And yeah, and then there's yeah, so electroshock therapy, which is yeah, grim for for going on about Oz too much. That's why she gets sent yes. to electroshock yes. therapy. And uh, yeah, everything is because it's not quite. It's not a re- sequel to, to The Wizard of Oz. It's like someone half remembering it. Yes. And sort of going, there was a robot one, and I think she had a talking dog, but it might have been a chicken. Yeah. And I know there was a... Yeah, like, like, it's like someone half remembering a dream and telling it to you, which yeah. makes it super creepy. Yeah, it's just a weird film from yeah. the... And then when she gets there, the yellow brick road is broken. Yes. And it's all just like... It's like a come down. It's like a massive come down from Wizard of Oz. The yellow brick road shattered. (laughs) And it's because the whole thing, it was written and directed by the guy. He hadn't written or directed anything before or since. And he was the sound designer for uh, Apocalypse Now. His name's Walter Murch. Hmm. And he. It's the sound design on it is it's one incredible. of the most horrifying things. Like yes. there's like the wheelers, as you say, <clears throat> yes. where they come in. Like punk was, because punk was sort of on the way out at that point, like mm. mid eighties. Like you know, real punk was on the way out, and like Madonna and Cyndi Lauper and everyone, mm. thank God, was on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> so they these sort of, but they're middle aged as well. What was what scared you most about the wheelers? Sorry, before I start saying what well, I was scared of. Like when you. I think that whole scene, like, even when I watch it now, it mm. is frightening. Mm. Like, they, they're so, like, I think it's such a masterclass in, like, mm. building something up, building the tension for something. Yeah. Like, um, She's wandering around what used to be the Emerald City, and it's just everything's a statue. Because well, everyone's been turned to stone, including her best friends. Yeah. Like, the, the Tin, tin Man. man. <laughs> oh, sorry, Tin Woodsman. Oh, yes. Let's not, let's not get his name wrong. <laughs> because they're if adapting... the Tin Woodsman was on Twitter now, he'd be correcting you every five minutes. <laughs> actually, Tin Woodsman. Uh, it's not Tin <laughs> Well, he's the Tin Woodsman because they're adapting the books, yeah, not exactly. the 1939 film, which <laughs> is have to what they for. should almost say after every single line <laughs> in that film. <laughs> Someone should look to camera and go, <laughs> yeah, we're doing the books. Yeah, uh, that's why. <laughs> that's why it's horrifying. <laughs> so all of her friends have been turned to stone. Yeah, and they. She's walking around the Emerald City, and the the there's like graffiti around mm. saying Be- "Beware the Wheelers" mm. and stuff like that. Yeah, and then you just get sort of sounds of them and like yeah. wheelers running down. Oh, <laughs> sorry, that's my wheeler noise. <laughs> it's remarkable. Thanks very much. Um, <laughs> Like these little noises, and then they're like ducking down. I can do down. Predator as well. <laughs> <laughs> and Mogwais. Wheelers. Tell Wheelers. me about them. They are horrible. Yes. So there's the, we hear the wheeler noises, mm-hmm. and they come. They sort of, they're always like ducking down mm. walls and things, and it's like, are they really there? Mm. And then the first one that you see, like, mm. sort of wheels up to her out of the blue mm. and has got a mask on top of his head. Yes. There's sort of a horrifying haunted face. Yes. And they're all like cyberpunk and a bit, yeah. when I watch it now, a bit sort of shit, which makes them scarier, yeah. I think. like Well, now they look like punks in things from the 80s, which was yes. weird science and, uh, yeah, the young ones. And, yeah, there's this sort of crap slightly crap punk they've all got receding hairlines mm. and then their hair's been sprayed on with spray paint like post-apocalyptic chic like yes. we will rock you or something like that <laughs> and I guess for anybody who hasn't seen the film wheelers are men with wheels for That's it. hands and feet yes um, but so they're sort of weird contortionist 
performers yes. must be who, yeah. or who are very comfy with being in this sort of weird yeah so they're like spiders essentially yes. like Spider-Man not Spider-Man but like yeah <laughs> yeah like, they sort of move yeah. like spiders but with creaky wheels and with heads on their heads and yeah they're appalling just horrifying yeah and overacting. Yes, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of that. Yeah. There's a lot of that in the whole film. Yeah, but who isn't overacting, who is being amazing throughout that whole film, is, um, I'm going to say her name wrong again, I always get it wrong. Feruza Bolk. Feruza Bolk, <laughs> thank you. She's, oh, she's so good in that film. Uh, she's brilliant. I like, she's a tiny child. And she's an actual child. She's an actual which child. Which makes it more haunting. She's an actual tar- child who looks tired all the time. Yes. Which it looks like she's permanently been like rubbing her eyes or been awake all night. And that might just be her face. But she looks like she's been kept awake for a year. Yeah. And then made to act. She's got the perfect sort of goth face. She's yes. the perfect It's very Wednesday face. Adams prototype. Yes. Yeah. Bunchies. Centre parting and bunchies is a very strong look from the <laughs> 80s that... If I ever get my hair long enough. Uh, yeah, it's, she, look, she looks brilliant. But she's so good in this film. And then I completely forgot it was her. And then when I rewatched it, I was like, oh, my God. She's been in two of the best films of all time where that has a mental asylum scene. Oh, wow, yes. Because she's in The Craft. Of course, And yes. that ends with her going yes. mad in a mental asylum. And you know how there's those actors who you feel like the character that they play is such a great portrayal that that character could have lived on to be in a different film that they're in, like Stockard yes. Channing in Greece. Yes. Could well have gone on her character Rizzo could have gone on to be married to the president in the West Wing of course it's my theory yeah. <laughs> oh so Dorothy is uh, the witch from the craft I is reckon that what I <laughs> absolutely reckon that you could watch those two back to back yes. and have a little uh, yeah she's in um, the she's in Almost Famous as well yes. like playing an also amazing character that yeah. is just sort of goth um, she runs into a wall at one point <laughs> that's my only memory of it <laughs> What's she up to these days? We need to look her up. Uh, we need to look her yeah, up. Yeah, what's she doing? She's, um, oh, she's, but she's brilliant in this. And yes. there's, there's, there's no, because I think she got quite, I read some interview with her, uh, which she was quite sort of, for a child, uh, and nervous about being compared to um, Judy Garland, mm. who obviously was a 37-year-old woman with her yes. breasts bound to town <laughs> and on a lot of drugs yes. and all the other stuff that was going on with that film. Uh and so for an actual child to be playing an actual child and yeah it was quite it's such a good performance it's amazing and yeah there's a there's a really strange character in the film called Jack Pumpkinhead mm. um uh, there's just lots of weird freudian oedipal stuff happening in there and at one point he asks if he can call her mum yeah and that's odd. Yeah, it's a bit. It's that's a Peter Pan borrow, isn't it? I think where Wendy, they yeah. all call Wendy mother. That's and you true, think actually. is that just what children did back then yeah. <laughs> when Frank Elborn was writing it? Like, yeah, they all kids always call other kids mum. It's fine. Yes. Yeah, no, it's really odd. It's odd. Um, and the whole plot hinges on a chicken laying an egg in a yeah. in a in a stone man's head. Uh, in a, yeah, but the, I mean, the thing is, I, I realised watching it earlier on that the film really drops off the second Mombi drops out of it and Mombi is an awesome villain. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, she is a, a a witch, maybe? I like, think so. Who I mean, knows? It, again, because it's not it's not the sequel to the film it's the, to the to the uh, to the original film it's a it's like a sideways reimagining so TikTok is the Tin Woodsman mm. and uh, the chicken is the this Toto and she is the Wicked Witch of the West but she's not because she's, she's not. something oh. else and she's her thing is that she can swap heads yes. which is pretty cool and she's got a hall of of, of, heads. of living heads yeah uh, and she sleeps without a head <laughs> um <laughs> 
I mean, as you would. It was like, like taking your shoes off. Like you wouldn't <laughs> sleep in your shoes, wouldn't sleep in your head. If yeah. <laughs> um, and there's an amazing. How's your head, Mom? We never had any complaints. <laughs> <laughs> Why haven't they done this on Drag Race? <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> it's like they keep doing whatever happens to Baby Jane. Yeah. Why have they got done? Return to yeah. No, Mommy's fucking brilliant as a monster. She's incredible. She's just vain. That's her her thing. Is that she's she's vain and she takes her head off and she wants to keep Dorothy in a tower till she's of age enough to cut her head off. Yes. And oh. When you first meet her as well, she's in a this big hall of mirrors mm. that she has for no real reason. Yeah. Um, and she's playing a little harp and yeah. she's wearing a head <laughs> that is like a serene personality. Like yeah. they've all got personalities. Yeah. And she's sort of... Oh, like the wigs in um, Shits Creek. <laughs> <laughs> all the heads have got names. <laughs> yes, she's wearing like a beautiful young maiden's head to yes. play the lute. And then when she hangs out with Dorothy, she thinks I'll put on my executive business head <laughs> my stern yeah. well it's the woman who runs the asylum the insane yeah. asylum's head and that's that's a cool move like, yeah. oh my god! I'll put on my stern head because yeah. why wouldn't you yeah. like dress for the job you want <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. uh, the the one thing that I always think when I re-watch that now though mm. is she keeps her original head in a sort of she's it's like she's ashamed of it yeah it's in this sort of cobwebby box with no window on it like all the other heads can see yeah, out because it's her real head yeah. she's oh, self-hating she hates herself she hates herself don't we all quite sad for her now. in a way well that, like all good villains she's hyper feminine and flawed <laughs> she's Miss Hannigan she's well, not evil she's just you know does evil things <laughs> I mean speaking of hyper feminine yeah. the, the, the main antagonist mm. is the gnome king yeah what's who, his deal <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, he loves ornaments. He loves he loves church keys. He does love doodads. <laughs> so he turns all of the, the citizens of Oz that haven't had their heads yeah. cut off or been turned to stone, he mm. turns them into ornaments. Yeah, that's a weird beat, isn't it? That must be from the books or something, because it really doesn't I translate. I don't think it is. is I it? think it's just bonkers. Yeah. And like, there's one point where he pulls his skirt up to reveal that he's wearing the ruby slippers. <laughs> that's slippers. right. Like, it's... It's a weird film and there's some really, like... Do we think this is homophobic or...? I, I think it's maybe so homophobic that it could only have come from Queens. Like, yeah. it, it can only have come from... from. Yeah, that he's wearing a frock and, yeah, and he's, yeah, he's, I mean, what, a, yeah, what, he's like... What's he's, that mean? He's, he's like a sort of... He is like a cliche character. Yeah, oh, he loves antiques. Never married. <laughs> it's that. Yeah. And here she comes with her little heels on. And it also jumps between him being claymation like... and real. Yeah. Which is... The the, VF, the 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 special effects now are amazing they're because they're not CGI and you could never make this film now because it would look rubbish. But it's got that kind of um, labyrinth. I think the reason I never found this film scary is because it was around the same time as Labyrinth, mm. a never-ending story. It had that just the awe of the props, the awe yes. of the puppets, like the chicken looks She's so incredible. much like a chicken. She looks She's like so, a real chicken. She looks like a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you want from yeah, a chicken exactly, puppet. Exactly. But they could have gone a bit fun with it. Nope. It looks no. like a really horrible, beady eyed little fucker. Yeah. <laughs> and and she's, she's so sassy. <laughs> she's sassy to the point that she's quite mean and yeah. sort of. Yeah. She's like Joan Rivers in Spaceballs. That's yeah. a deep cut for <laughs> <laughs> It's Dot Matrix. 
<laughs> she's C-3PO. That's a much better reference. <laughs> <laughs> Dot Matrix. Is I much prefer Spaceballs to Star Wars. I think people who listen to this podcast would <laughs> prefer Spaceballs. <laughs> oh, I hope so. That's the sorting. <laughs> it's the, the sorting. The sorting. <laughs> and they're not that mad on Harry Potter, are they? <laughs> Possibly. I don't know. Or they really love it to the point where I respect it. They really love it to the point where they sort of hate it a little bit now yeah um, like it's yeah. a bit over like yeah. JK Rowling did she follow a trans <laughs> uh, an anti-trans person on Twitter hard I, to say oh, God, to... I'm not leaving this in because no. <laughs> trans will fucking kill me for either slacking off JK Rowling or sla- not slagging her off enough <laughs> don't know <Yes>. like <laughs> I've just opened a can of worms yes today. I have to keep her in a little sort of box inside my brain at this point where uh, yes <laughs> and I don't know enough about it because I'm not very Harry Potter no um Oh, God. What did I do? (laughs) Um. Heavy Pencil, a new comedy from Great Big Owl, the people who brought you Brian and Roger. Are you a client? Yes, yes, I'm a client. I'm the actor Michael Cork. The Observer called it a lovely thing, wonderfully funny, pitched perfectly, produced with a light touch. No, 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 I've, I've been taken on as Fliss's assistant. You're the, the, you're the assistant's assistant. <laughs> yes, if you like. Heavy Pencil by Anna Crilly and Tony Gardner. Great big owl. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The sound on the, the sound is amazing all the way through it because he's a sound dude who uh, directed this nightmare fuel. Uh, But the bit that always stuck with me and I remembered it from like, I've I've carried it with me for about 20 years is the bit where she takes the lunch pails off the lunch pail tree and it makes that noise. It's like, yes, and it's, oh. And they're just so beautiful and well designed and you want one when you watch it. Oh, a ham sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it does look like a really good ham sandwich. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, the food in this film is mad. It's like they have a little limestone picnic later on. And, oh, that's what they do. And then for no reason at all, a chicken laying an egg kills a gnome king. Because he's allergic to eggs. Because <laughs> is that it? I thought it was like oh, organic versus he can't. I mean, I'm know. sure there's like a, a metaphor in it, but it's, yeah, it's what is it? Very then? like. But even like you just sort of keep coming back to him throughout the film, and mm. and like his little rocks can tell him things. Yeah. <laughs> rocks all know each other. Yeah, it's very, it's very gossipy rocks. Yeah. <laughs> and they come back to say like, "There's a she's got a chicken with her," and he's like, "Oh Jesus." <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'll show her my shoes. Well, I'll turn her into an ornament. Yeah, it's really complicated. It's, it's not just like killer. I'm a rock. I could land on her at any point. I mean, it sort of makes no sense. I don't know. But it shouldn't because it's so dreamlike and yet yes. is weirdly following the template of the original so closely. Yes. Including Toto making, you know, a weird little cameo beginning oh, and so end. So he does. He does. He's in it. Well, he's in it beginning and end, but doesn't get to be carried around. Yes. Because it's much cooler to make a chicken. And she talks. And yeah, she's sassy. Yeah. We've discussed this. Yeah. <laughs> she's Dot Matrix. Yeah. My other thing that I really mm. love, my bit of trivia from mm. uh, Return to Oz, is that um, the guy that plays, or the guy in the suit that plays TikTok, mm. is Michael Sundin, who was the Blue Peter presenter who had HIV and was fired for having. <laughs> HIV. Oh shit, um, I did not know anything yeah, about this. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's no, the worst thing I've to giggle at. I was giggling at how weird that was. Isn't it a really it's... weird like fact? Like Because was he a little person or was TikTok? Oh no, he's a uh, contortionist. So he's like contorted inside this big round okay. kind of suit. Uh and yeah, it's just a very That's God, that's horrible. I had no happen? idea that was a blue Peter presenter that was yeah, that's yeah. awful. Because he, he sort of gets I think now they maybe talk about him, but it used to be that whenever they did like the 50th anniversary yeah. of Blue Peter, they'd sort of skim over the fact that oh. they did, that that happened. No, nah, I mean, no, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And it, very much in the theme of this show, which is, yeah, the real life horror is 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 so much worse than, than the made up shit that's supposed to scare you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of which, are you, are you into? Do you like a horror film? Do you like a? Um, I love horror. Um, well, I really like watching horror, but my partner and I have this catch twenty two where I like watching horror in the cinema, mm -hmm. and he likes watching it at home, mm -hmm. and we both hate the other version. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm I'm with you. I'm a I'm a cinema, not yeah. at home, because home you can turn it off and then you and go for a wee or whatever, and then you come back and you've killed it. You've killed what the filmmaker wanted to happen. For me, I like to keep. I like to leave it at the cinema. Like if I watch mm. something at home, I'm like, oh, it's in your like, house. I, yeah, ah. <laughs> like I'm like wandering around, yeah. sort of, like to go to the bathroom. It's yeah. like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and I'm, I have to make sure the the windows, the curtains are closed. Yeah. Yeah. I'll talk well, this about is it. Later. Well, then, no, let's yeah. talk about it now. Like, yeah. yeah. So your yes, this leads us on very nicely to your fear you live with now because all you said this to me was like a handful of words, and I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell me everything. I don't, I don't know fear. if there's a story. I feel like I should have like a... No, just a, just an idea. And some, tell, tell me what, what your fear is that you live with now. So my fear that I live with now mm -hmm. is something... So faces appearing at windows. Um, and I, I, I don't know why. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, but it's a real visceral fear. Um, I was on a, a writing retreat 
maybe about two years ago now, mm-hmm. um, in a place called Cove Park in Scotland, which is very kind of remote and rural and picturesque. Um, but it's also where the Faslane Naval Base is. Um, so it has this weird kind of air to it anyway. This is all the build-up for a horror film. Yeah, like the mist or something. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's an old air base down there. Nothing weird's gone on. <laughs> you all turn inside out immediately. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was um, staying in, my other weird thing was staying in, um, do you remember the show from the early 2000s, Castaway? Um, was it cast? Not the Madonna film. No. <laughs> I mean, imagine if it was. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw that and I'm horrified now. Face, or any faces, any weird rape fantasies played out by a husband and wife directing star <laughs> team. That was, I mean, I love Madonna, but no, yeah. I will never watch Castaway again. But I'm sure Madonna won't either. So. <laughs> she went through that phase. We all went with her. God yeah. bless her. Guy Ritchie's still living in her house. Oh. Yeah. Really- so who won? Uh, Not Guy Ritchie's wife, who on Twitter, anytime she posts a picture of her beautiful home, 4,000 people go, that's Madonna's house. Oh my God. I, I know it's know awful, that. isn't it? But wow. also funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, that's my Guy Ritchie aside. <laughs> Not Castaway. Oh, was it a reality show? It was a reality show that was filmed in Scotland and it was like people... It's like people on an island, mm. basically, um, rural Scottish island. But they lived in these big huts and the big huts that they filmed mm. that in are at Cove Park now. And I stayed in one um, on my own. Uh, this big sort of... Why? <laughs> it was a writing retreat and I got okay. I got a little bit of money to go to it. So okay. <laughs> why not? Oh, no. So this was offered as a kind of... I mean, that yeah. sounds like a wonderful place to go and write. No, I mean, it no like Wi-Fi, it. <laughs> no yes. nothing. And was anyone else on the island with you? Um, there was a couple of people there, but sort of by halfway through the week, I was going a bit mad right. and had to look, sort of round people up and make them be my friends <laughs> sure. and have dinner with me and things because uh-huh. I was going a bit sort of bonkers. Um, but I was staying in this little hut and there was like a portal window on the the door, staying in this on my own with this portal window on the door that at night it was obviously pitch black. There was nothing around. And I just looked out of it and I was like, oh, Imagine if a face appeared <laughs> that window. <laughs> You'd be really freaked yeah, out. Sure. And and I like I got really like, uh, I hate yeah. this and I want to go home. I had to cover it up with a poster. <laughs> I found a poster in like the visitor centre that was up the road and I had to cover up the portal window because I was so haunted by in case a face came at, at That's this amazing. window. What was the poster? Um, it was a poster for somebody's book. Uh, (laughs) Well, one of my favourite things about being on that residency was that um, it was like, there was lots of people there writing novels and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And in my room, I had a little radiator that was propped up by some books. Mm. And I was like, oh, isn't it great that you could spend all this time pouring all of your heart and soul into a novel (laughs) and one day it could be used to (laughs) prop up somebody's radiator. (laughs) Um, it will always need radiators. Well, that's yeah. true. That's oh, or true. N- sustenance for another writer. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. there you go. It's, it's not a more romantic way of putting Much it. Much more romantic. Yeah. Uh, have you, do you experience this at home in your own house? Or yes. Is it, yes. It, how do you counter... Well, by always keeping my curtains shut. So oh. we've got a hall. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I... A thing that happened recently was when my boyfriend is away, for some reason, for me, that is time to watch true crime documentaries sure. on YouTube Why would you and not? to um, <laughs> listen to 911 calls, which 
I know is wrong and I know is... <laughs> okay, sorry, go back. <laughs> this is the thing you can do. I do not know what yeah. Oh, you can listen to them on YouTube. like um... <laughs> As they're happening? Or... Oh, no, no, no. Okay. no. Just the good ones. Oh, the good obviously. ones. Oh, someone's edited for you. That's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fine, yeah. You want to listen to the boring No, thing. just like, you know, cat up a tree or whatever. No, so someone has carefully curated... Yes. <laughs> Awful nine nine nine. Isn't that horrible? Isn't that horrible? But oh. once you know it's there, you can't. And are there spoilers in the description? Like there isn't everything on YouTube, or is it just like you won't believe what this guy? Oh, some of them are a bit like that, and yeah. I don't like those ones as much. I like the ones that are much more pure, and it's like at least it's pretending that it's a serious thing that you're listening to. Give me an in- example of of uh, one the, you've enjoyed recently. The one I listened to the last time I was in the house on my own was a woman. <laughs> who was phoning the police because she was looking out her window. There was like, I think, three or four calls. Mm -hmm. She's phoning the police because she's looking out the window and there was a man sort of wandering around outside her house looking in. Mm -hmm. And essentially, it's like set up like a horror film, but this is a real thing. Um, Essentially, like every time she phoned the police, the man was getting closer. (laughs) And then the last call is like, he's at the door trying to get in my house and stuff like that. And she's like screaming essentially like you need to come now um and obviously i listened to that and thought there was a man outside my house uh, there's no closure for this um there is essentially for that one (laughs) that's it that's it it's horrifying and and it turns out it was the milkman (laughs) oh no there's no it was it was the avon lady no it was no it just was yeah that's awful thanks the best will in the world it's like the description is like and he killed her and she's dead (laughs) (laughs) i I thought this was gonna be more (laughs) no i'm laughing with how awful this is (laughs) my inappropriate laughter glass is very much in effect this episode That's fucking awful. I thought it was going to be, and it was hilarious. It turned out. Oh, no. Oh, no, it was a deer. No, it was. (laughs) I mean, they do get really dark. I won't go into the really, really, really dark No, please do. I won't lie. There's there's one that is, um, I think she's been on Oprah as well. So it's like, she's famous. Um, So she's still with us. So I'm fine. Well, she's still with us, but not in a good way. Oh, God. It's a woman who has a pet chimpanzee. (laughs) And... And she's phoning the police because the chimpanzee is eating another woman's face off. Um, and it is haunting. It is horrible. <laughs> uh, don't play clips because I think people, you have to be I a special I think if you don't know what to horrible. Google at this point yeah, for that, yeah. I mean, what are the keywords? Oh, There's woman, no, chimpanzee, woman face, face off. I think Oprah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fucking hell. Although the the Oprah clip is even worse because Oprah really presents it as a reveal. Because the woman (gasps) is sitting essentially with like a mask over her face and like the end of the Oprah episode is like, and can you show us what it looks like? when a monkey has it eaten your face <laughs> off essentially well she doesn't just come on because that would be <laughs> no like, no not, there not has to be intrigue. a real moment <laughs> yeah. yeah there's a reason why Oprah's a a billionaire yeah uh, and I don't think you need that level of build up I think you start on the woman's <laughs> face and then go how did this happen yeah, think, oh the truth you know <laughs> the, the reveal of the chimp that's true it's like, and he's here today <laughs> <laughs> Bobo like that, that's oh more God. I'd have just, done the other end just coming that. on coming on stage looking very remorseful <laughs> yeah I've changed <laughs> 
<laughs> well, there's two sides to every story. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Do you listen to nine 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 calls or just nine one one? There's They're a not level as fun. of detachment, really. There's a, well, the yes, good one. The level of de- detachment. I <laughs> yeah, feel like oh, that's sure. the better. Yeah, I came up with like a really nice out for you there. Like, oh no, it's, I just couldn't do it because no, just they're just not a good. They're just not as fun. They're not. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you could get 999 calls that are like for something wild, like. Mm. Like when um, KFC ran out of chicken. Yes. That was fun. Or like yeah. the snowman in my backyard, someone stole it. Like, <laughs> no, that's very British. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But they're not as fun. They don't have yeah. the pizzazz of an American <laughs> one. Um, tell me what you were scared of as a child. Ghosts. Ghosts. (laughs) Love it. It feels a bit generic. No, that is pure. And also, no one's ever said that before. Yeah? No. We've had, like, demons. We've had, like, you know, proper, like, teachers and all kinds of power. But literally, no one's just said ghosts. Ghosts, yeah. I was just obsessed with ghosts when I was a child. So I'm from Northumberland. Um, I don't sound like I'm from Northumberland (laughs) on purpose, to be (laughs) honest with you. Um, I... When I was in primary school, like a bunch of us were obsessed with ghosts mm-hmm. to the point that we were almost a gang, like the sort of babysitter's club of ghosts. <laughs> <I think. laughs> um, and we would uh, be really obsessed with ghost stories of like mm. places around Northumberland and talk about them. There's lots of like haunted Lots of things that turn up on Most Haunted are in Northumberland, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, and we were obsessed with the idea of ghosts mm. and to the point that we, I think, had exhausted all of the Northumberland ghost stories and started making up things about our school mm. and presenting them as real. Nice. Um, that there was a haunted light fixture is one of the ones that I remember. I can't remember what it was haunted by or who <laughs> it was haunted by, but um, yeah. So yeah. you like the Cottingley Fairies schoolgirls, you just made up ghosts and... Yeah, did, but, it, did you get believed? How far did you get with this? Um, we got believed by each other, but we would right. really present it like it was real. Nice. Like like things that were definitely just made up, maybe on the spot, mm. were presented as real. And yeah, it was a... I was very taken in by... So, yeah, the big question, I guess, is do you actually believe in ghosts? I really want to. Right. I really would did love to. Did you believe to. in ghosts? I did. You yes. did believe in ghosts? Yes. Okay. When I was a child. Yes. And I really want to. I mean, I believe in like mad stuff as well. Like yeah. I'm fully like after half witchy a drink, woo. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. like magic, star signs, the yeah. universe is telling me things. Yeah. Stuff. I think in this day and age you have to. I, think, I mean, who is yeah. it? Like, if we might get saved by wizards. We believe in them hard enough. Or witches <laughs> yeah. or dragons or aliens under the ice caps. Like there might just, you know, that would be a lovely thing that we might be rescued by some, yeah. some woo woo stuff. I think if you're not a bit witchy woo at this yeah. point, you're definitely a Tory. <laughs> 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 Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, you're right. Owns a printer and doesn't believe in star signs. Definitely a Tory. That's my two. Um, <laughs> oh, hang on. This is worse than when someone describes San Pellegrino as Tory Tango. <laughs> <laughs> I love San Pellegrino. Oh no! I felt I was very hurt. <laughs> I felt very attacked right now. <laughs> 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 a day. <laughs> 
I agree with you, despite having a printer and not believing in star signs, but then typical Aquarius, I wouldn't know it. The, <laughs> uh, oh God, I hate myself, moving on. Uh, let's just pretend that didn't happen. Um, the, um, uh, so you, yes, you want to believe. I want to believe in ghosts. I, I want to believe in them and I would love to see one. Mm. But I also watch a lot of things that are like most haunted and yeah. like things that are about ghosts. Mm. Um, and I just can't. Yeah. I mean, point. most haunted is not a great advert. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but there's an American version that yeah. is not called most haunted. I watched loads of it recently and I can't remember the title. I'll try and look it up. It's an American show that is like a most haunted mm. And they visit people's houses and they have like a, a resident sort of psychic expert, mm. like the sort of Derek Akora. Yeah. And she's like this very middle American woman. Um, but they, she has a counterpart <coughs> who is just like a DIY guy. Andy Andy. Andy and Derek Akora did a show. Um, <laughs> So essentially she'll come in and say like, um, oh yeah, I can definitely get a presence of ghosts because your doors keep slamming and stuff. And then he'll come in and be like, it's because you've not hung your doors properly. Amazing. Like, <laughs> and then fix them. That's but your then, pipes banging. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, but then always at the end. Bleed like, your radiators. Always at the end she's like, yeah, but I can still get a presence because like somebody oh. died here a hundred years ago. <laughs> like, amazing. Amazing. I love American haunted things because they're too young a country. Like white yeah. America is yes. way too young to have ghosts. Yes. Like like obviously it's literally an Indian burial ground in America. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's literally the whole of poltergeist is <laughs> America. But then white America is just like 200 years. It's like, it's like nothing. There's <laughs> no, how your ghosts will be wearing modern clothing at that point. There's no. Oh, I love a ghost with modern clothing yeah, it doesn't happen though. enough. Yeah. That was, oh, I'd love it. Yeah, so you but you do, so you want to believe, but you don't believe. When you were a kid, you did believe. Definitely believed. Um, were you, did, did you, were you worried that you would make ghosts happen? Um, I, I think I wanted to see a ghost mm. enough that I would, right. I would have tried to make oh, it happen. Amazing. Although I never did a say like I never did mm. a, a Ouija board or like a seance or mm. anything like that that felt a bit too much like trying to make mm. it happen yeah. um but definitely wanted to see one mm. did you have the Oswald book of ghosts definitely yeah. yes yes yeah. and that's probably where we got like half of the yeah. things that oh the uh, generation just destroyed Slash yeah. created by that book. Like, <laughs> yes. But, and okay. so many of the photos in that oh, are yeah. so good that like I like a lot of sort of modern ghost photos <laughs> just don't live up to no. it. <laughs> yeah. You can't get double exposures anymore or anything like that. But, <laughs> but yeah. like the Oswald Book Ghost had so many they we didn't know how to fake a photo. So you the the the, the monk in the Oswald Book of yes. Ghost. Amazing. Just, yeah. Just but why would you? I think the thing is because it was presented like a sort of gro book for grown-ups as well. Yes. Like factual. Yes. Like why would anyone make this shit up? Does make any sense? It'd yeah. be the Osborne book of like I don't know dinosaur bones yes. or like animals, like yeah. things that you Helicopters. know were real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> you know ghosts like we have now. Yeah. All around us, there's a guy in the back seat of a car with his eyes glowing. <laughs> Explain that science. <laughs> yeah. It was never confrontational, was it? It was never like well, it was just. It was just like no, so here are some ghosts. <laughs> not even <laughs> confrontational, and not even like sceptical no. in any way whatsoever. Ghosts, 
definitely real. Ghosts definitely exist, like, along with dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> along with dinosaurs and helicopters, they are a phenomenon. That, yeah, no, I think that, I was fucked up by those books. Absolutely, I love them. Yeah, yeah, and still, uh, a thing that I really am into now mm. are um, well, I like a sort of women's magazine like a sort of take a breaky thing and then there's a take a break called take a break fate and fortune which is spooky take a break um that has lots of those Mm. um here's my family photo it's been double exposed obviously (laughs) but do you think this is a ghost Um, and but lots of also pictures of orbs which are not as exciting no orbs Um, orbs aren't really i mean who cares Yeah. A bit of dust on your screen. Yeah. Oh, tell me more about Fate and Fortune, though, because I'm, yeah, I love a take a break. A Christmas, see, I love a Christmas. Oh, a Christmas take a break. A Christmas take a break. Dad dressed as Santa and raped the family. That's life. (laughs) (laughs) It's always that kind of thing. Fate and Fortune is always like, Sometimes the stories are very much like maybe this person actually just had a stroke or something really bad <laughs> happened to them. And, really and they badly. I'm so <laughs> just keep giggling at things Sorry. that aren't funny. <laughs> it's just, yeah, you're completely... <laughs> Someone had... Sorry, I'll recover my composition. That's not a funny thing to laugh at. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is a columnist in it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Called Texas the Psychic Horse. <laughs> and he's a. All right, I'm allowed to laugh at You're allowed to laugh He's a horse that's psychic and has his own column. Sure. Um, and it's people that write in about um, like pet issues. I mean, it's always like yeah. my cat died and I called her a cow bef- the day before she died or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, do you think she's still angry at me? <laughs> or like my dog died and I've got a new dog. Do you think uh, the old dog will be upset? So it's like heaven? a pet psychic? Yeah, oh, but he's a horse. And how does the horse answer? <clears throat> well, that's... The, it's never explained. The, it's never explained. Oh, okay. Why would it be explained? It's like the, like the horse has a friend who does the typing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah but... Astonishing. But very much presented. Oh, my God. Brilliantly. Uh, have you been to the um, Welcome Collection uh, Magic Not yet, exhibition? No. I, no. I, you would love it so I think I would love it. March. I'm just going to open a photo on my phone because <laughs> I want to tell you, but I can't do it because I'm recording. Oh, fuck it. I'll just tell you about it. Um, there's a, there's a, 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 a part of the exhibition is... Um, there's a bit. There's loads of amazing stuff in it, uh, but my favourite is 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 this uh, psychic woman whose big hook was that during seances in the dark, um, like growths would come out of her body, oh my God. and there's an amazing it like things would come out of her body that were like fleshy forms, and uh, there's pictures taken that were done with flash photography. So everyone was sitting in the dark, and then someone took a flash photo of these like. Like sort of from her fanny region, I can't think of any other way of putting wow. it. Like a tiny hand coming out, and Houdini was obsessed by her. When you read the well, letters, who wouldn't be? yeah. <laughs> he, so he Houdini, I'm gonna. I have to look up her name because it's she's amazing. The, the, he got really, really obsessed by the idea of like proving her wrong, proving her wrong. And the the, the cat and mouse it was almost like a sexy cat and mouse game mm. between them. They were very letters to each other that are really snarky and stuff. And I just, I, it was only when I was looking at the picture of her with these, and he would kind of like try and invent like torture chairs to like to stop her being able to do like spooky tricks during oh, wow. fake seances like wrap the table and all the kind of seancey stuff and but it got gets quite sexual the thing mm. between them where he's just like I'll tie you know I'll tie you up and like 10 men will watch you to make oh you can't do, you can't do stuff it's really cool and you are so on her side because yeah. you want the witchy woo woman yeah. <laughs> and Houdini is like no I'll prove it's all just tricks and you're like oh it'd be brilliant if it wasn't <laughs> I have a theory 
when you look at this picture of her with the hand coming out, I have the theory that, that she's just got a conjoined twin, that she was just born with like a conjoined wow. twin that like withered away and that's what the hand I is. I want to see it now. I'm, it could, I mean, I, I don't know. I the film of this. I definitely. want to write the film of <laughs> yes, this. Like this is, this is my, this is more than anything in the world I want to write the story. I've got to find her name. Oh God, this is so annoying. I'm going to look it up. I don't magic. don't care about Darren Brown. Why don't you tell me the name of the awesome lady? I think that's the pitch for every film I want to see. All right, <laughs> I don't care about man. I don't care Why about Why don't you Darren tell Brown. me about the awesome lady? Uh, Marjorie Crandon. Brilliant. That is her name. Yes, Love Marjorie. Her yes, look up Marjorie Crandon. Think about what a great her her Marjorie Crandon versus Houdini is just like a story that needs to be made. We can let's write it together. Yeah. Like, <laughs> write it. If you're right. I really want to. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Michael Lee Richardson. Um, it was lovely to talk to you. It was lovely to talk to you. Thanks for having me. Bye, everyone. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.